Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Tell Me Yours, a storytelling podcast with me, your host, Trey Everett. Hello and welcome to another episode of Tell Me Yours. I'm Trey, your host. Today on the pod, I have an awesome guest. I was really looking forward to this and it delivered. My guest today is the creator and owner of Black Rose Writing, an indie publishing house in Texas. Black Rose Writing put out my book, Beneath the Surface, and it was incredible to work with them. My guest today is also on Ingram's Publisher Advisory Board, and he's the host of the Heard It Through the Rose Vine podcast. Please welcome Reagan Rohde. do podcasts like this is like easy man i can talk all day uh, and then i was like when you sent your topic i was like this is actually harder because i have uh and i'm sure we all do but i was like man all the stories i would want to tell like i can't share with our <laughs> black rose writing and readers and audience i'm like they're just not appropriate i I'm love like, I, it i love it yeah so i'm like i gotta find a story that i you know that's gonna be you know rated for the, the you know what i want out there it's like a politician i'm sure it's so good that's honestly such a common response and it cracks me up every time because like my initial idea for this was whether i've known someone for you know 30 years or if i've known them for 30 minutes like we we all communicate with each other just through stories like everyone yeah. tells each other stories all the time and i was like oh that's kind of a cool idea um just to connect with people and have them tell a story um but it's so funny because that's like the the first response people are like i have no idea what story i would tell or people are like i immediately know what story i could tell but i literally cannot tell it and i yes, will yes. never tell it like i'm taking that story to the grave <laughs> yeah it's like you wish you were part of the howard stern staff and then you know then i could just come in yeah. and tell you know that's part of your I, job to just tell them you know the worst story and it's like but unfortunately a lot of our careers those stories um, oh my god I are bad that. for them that is so <laughs> funny to me that's so funny how how long like, when did you start black rose writing like how how many years has it been since you actually like started so kind we, of 
properly. Started like part time in 2006, and then in cool. 2009 is when we launched it full time. And that was my that's crazy main revenue source. Yeah, that's that's wild. That's really really cool. Is that something that you always knew you wanted to do, or is it something that you kind of like found that you fell into? No, definitely fell into, and I think you build a lot of your you know things like like I played college golf and I tried playing on some mini tours, and, and even after that you know, a, a year or so would go by. And then I, I'd kind of be like, man, I really want to play golf. Yeah. And I'd play like two to three months every day and, and really work and start playing in tournaments and stuff mm -hmm. and then just burn out. And so uh, with Black Rose writing, I've always thought like people, that's what you got to do in life. Like find something that like, yeah, there's days where you don't feel well or you're just tired or you work like a 12 hour day and you don't like, you don't really want to go do work, yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> but you know, after a day or two of that, or like, if you know, we take like, you know, go on like a book vacation, you know, book business trip and, and do some fun stuff, mix it with marketing, um, something like that, you know, or make a change or find some way and you get, you get remotivated. And so that's with Black Rose. I've always, um, I've always found passion. I mean, even after this amount of time, like I still get really excited to go do work, you know, more often yeah. than not. And I think that's what everyone needs to find that, you know, that's something where it's not just like you're just passing days, like find yeah. something that you're passionate about. I love that. Yeah. That being said, we are connecting this morning because you are going to tell me a story. Yes. Yeah, so, so I, I dug pretty deep here and just kind of, <laughs> I reread your, your, um, your preview stories, like you you know, the, just the templates of like, oh, yeah, yeah. some some people have said this, like, and I was thinking, I was like, man, I've got kind of a, a horror story from, from okay. childhood okay. that, that I haven't. And I, I had to, I haven't called a friend because I was like, I got to get, I got to make sure like, obviously my details are going to be wrong. You know, the yeah. way we, re our memory is not going to be accurate. I, I, I like, love that. I love that so much. Cause like we rely on our memory so much, but then when you really start to break it down, like our memories are not very good. <laughs> no. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm going to piece this together. I called my friend who, who the one I would know, remember this story. And I was like, fill me in let me make sure you know so if there's good. anything i'm missing or you anything add to it so i'm not sure if you're familiar um with the leila chusa it is a mexican like a thing of nightmares it's like an old woman okay with like an owl head that's horrifying and it, and it, yes and it, and it 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 eats people okay. and like at night and so it's like this Mexican folklore and there's so many different things. I haven't looked it up because I was like, I, I know the few things, but there's so many like little things like what you can't do and what you're supposed to do okay. or the yeah. Chusa will get you. Oh my gosh. Um, and so we growing up, you know, in, in my town, it was mostly predominantly white and Hispanic mm -hmm. and the Hispanic culture. Um, a lot of our friends were always like, La Chusa and, and you know being a white kid I'm like I'm not I don't even know what that is like yeah I mean I'm scared of stuff but that's not it and so yeah. so when we're you know I would say between the age somewhere we probably started about 10 years old but somewhere in like 10 to 13 range okay um we would have these we had a camp house so I grew up on a ranch and we had this camp house that was about about a half a mile from our from my my house okay so you had to walk down this road to this camp house um, you know, and, and, and so as a, you know, when you're 11, 12 years old, like there's really nothing scary about staying out in the country in the camp house until your imagination makes it really, yeah, really scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we'd have these camp house parties, you know, like birthday parties where it's like, Hey, I just want to stay at the camp house with like eight or nine friends. And my parents, you know, my dad, we would just, they would 
make sure we were set up and then it was I love free that. reign. Yeah, you know, I you're love that. The, and so like our contest was like, you know, we'd always be like, who can stay up all night? That was one of the things like, yeah. who's not going to go to sleep, <laughs> you know, things like that. And my good friend, a couple of the good friends, they did the same thing. Like they would have camp house parties too. So it kind of became a frequent thing where you'd stay at their camp house and then we'd stay at mine and like other people's for birthdays and stuff. I love that. So this one time, um, <laughs> and I don't remember if it was just a party or camp house, but it's probably about, you know, between seven to 10 boys. And um, we were, you know, doing our camp house stuff and it's daylight. We have uh, round hay bales. Are you familiar with like the big yeah. round hay bales? Uh -huh. And they're all stacked together so you can run on top of them. We so would cool. play, we would think of these things we did. We would play like hay bale football. And we're like, we're surprised no one like, there weren't more like yeah. broken legs and stuff. Because <laughs> we would run on top of these hay bales and try to tack, like play tackle football on the hay oh bale. And so God. you'd get blasted. Like if you ran on the edge, obviously you risk getting knocked way off. And they're pretty tall, so it's a good drop, like yeah. a trampoline height drop. <laughs> So you get knocked off or, or you'd get tackled in between them. They're, oh, they're touching, geez. but there's some good gaps where like you could get arm and legs yeah. caught and like folded. Um, yeah, it's so a we're, miracle that no one died doing this. We had some injuries, yeah, but nothing ever that, you know, that was reported back home usually. You oh, know, no one ever told gosh. their parents. So, yeah. so we we were playing the hay bale tackle football and it was getting dusk or, you know, grow, the sun was going down, mm -hmm. starting to lose light. And it got to the point just where it was hard to see clear. And we've got these, these really big oak trees, you know, a few yards, 20, 30 yards away, kind of off down a fence line by the camp house. Mm -hmm. And we're about, the hay bales are probably about 50 yards, 40 yards from the camp house. And in the top of one of these trees, something made this, oh, this God. whistling, like really loud sound. Like <laughs> it, it was, it was probably a big owl, but it was just dark enough where the, the kind of the moss and the, the, um, the, the leaves and everything that were still in the oak tree, you couldn't see yeah. what it was. <laughs> I would have, I don't even remember hearing the sound, but one of our Hispanic friends was immediately like, stopped, you know, like mid football, <laughs> stopped. And he's like, it's, you know, la la chuta. <laughs> and you're like, what, you know, what are you talking about? And then like, you know, then, and, and we, pr I probably had three or four Hispanic friends there and they kind of like fed each other. Like that sounded like la chusa. And, you know, I'm like, I don't even, it, we've heard of, you know, different parties, like we've heard of it be talked about, but I've never yeah. even thought twice about that being something that I was going to ever be scared of. <laughs> so we resumed playing football a little more tentatively. Yeah. And then the sound like, came again. A little again. more aware of getting, your surroundings. Yeah. Getting darker, sound comes again. Finally, what, you know, one of my Hispanic friends is like, no, you're like, you know, La La Chusa, like I'm, I'm done. <laughs> And he takes off and runs to the camp house. Like he's running to the house. Oh my gosh. And you know, you're like, whatever. And then like another, you know, then it's all of a sudden like, you know, you know, we went from maybe, you know, 10 people to nine. And then like another, you know, one of our Hispanic friends who's, who's deep in that culture, you know, kind of looks around and then now he follows. <laughs> and now you're down to eight, you know, and it's just and it. And then the sound comes again. And I remember it's getting darker. And like we're trying to still play football and then maybe two more ago yeah and you're probably calling them all the names and the like you know all the bad yeah, things you yeah, can yeah. think of like get back here <laughs> you know whatever and i remember distinctly like it was just like we would be playing and all of a sudden someone would kind of get off the hay bales and run to the house yeah. <laughs> and as it got down you know it happened and it, it got dark and i remember it being like me and my friend josh who helped me with the story and i'm like we were the last two <laughs> 
And we're like, I don't know what, you know, like, it's almost now of like the pack mentality of like being alone. Yeah. You know, it's like you've now convinced yourself, like, I'm not scared. Like, I don't know why everyone else has run and hidden in the camp house. But it's like now we're out here just us two and it's dark. Yeah. And now there's other things kind of going through your head. So it's like, okay, like, I think let's, let's, let's head in, you know. (laughs) Maybe it's time for us to go too. It's time to go in. So I remember, you know. (laughs) Going in the camp house, and we've never got a visual, you know, I at least not that I remember ever getting like a clear vision. And I remember like being in the camp house and then like now we're trying to scare each other. Yeah. And I and I don't know if, you know, you did this as a child, but I remember like I was someone who really loved to scare the people. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I also learned that when you're in the process of scaring other people, a lot of times you end up scaring yourself really badly because you're putting thoughts in your own head. <laughs> You know, you're creating yes. a nightmare for someone yes. else, but you're also psychologically putting that in your own Absolutely. head. Oh and my so God, I remember so funny. like going, like sneaking outside, you know, like, you know, as we're partying and hanging out in the camp house and like, all right, like, let's, La Lechusa's going to bang on the window here, <laughs> you know? And so like, you're outside, like sneaking around and you're like, all right, you're going to bang on the window to scare yeah. everybody. But you're also aware that like you're alone and it's dark outside. It's pitch black behind you. I mean, we're out in the yeah. country. There's no lights. hundred <laughs> percent. And so like, you're like, oh man, like, so banging on the window and you can hear people getting scared. And then all of a sudden, like you hear a noise, you know, and you're like, now you're scared. So you're yeah. like, I got to get back in the house. Like, and so like the inside, like it, the whole, like just build up. I just remember like, we, we laughed so hard about like, one of our friends, I remember, finally fell asleep. And, like, he's asleep on the couch. Like, and we had all kinds of couches and mm-hmm. beds at our camp mm-hmm. house. But he's asleep. And he's got, like, a butcher knife. <laughs> like, a le- legitimate butcher knife in his hand. <laughs> and he's, like, asleep, like, with it, like, pointed towards his head. Oh, my gosh. And you're, like, he was so scared, you know. Like, he went to sleep with the butcher knife and fell asleep. And you're, like, that is not safe. And, like, one, I remember that distinctly. And one of our other friends had, like, a can of like Eris, like wasp spray, like this giant wasp spray. And he's like sleeping with this wasp spray, <laughs> like in case some creature or something, you know, breaks in. I and so, yeah, it. so that, that, you know, that all became kind of horrified. And then, and I do remember like kind of the, the, like only happened in movie, like great finish to this story was like the next morning it's daylight. Uh, you know, nothing obviously Everyone survived, to us. yeah. <laughs> Everyone survived. And I remember going outside, me and maybe one or two other friends, to go to the restroom. We mm-hmm. went out, you know, we went outside to relieve ourselves. And I remember hearing a distinct, like, perfect whistling, like, same sound we heard last night. Like, just perfect. And it was, like, so clear and it's like you looked like trying to find the tree and just never seeing, uh, you know, that that morning owl. Maybe that was his last yeah. call before going to go sleep or going somewhere, <laughs> done hunting, um, whatever it was. Like never got the visual, but I, definitely distinct. That is yeah, it's perfect. So, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you're not supposed to whistle. That That's like the Lechusa that calls it. So like if you whistle at night, oh. that'll bring it to you. Uh, yeah, and there's some other things that, yeah, like oh, if you try to do funny. certain things to try to kill it, then it'll like kill you and all your babies <laughs> and family. So, so yeah, oh so my that, gosh. 
that that's my story right there. I that's, love it. Yeah. That's perfect. I love stuff like that because, like, when you're a kid, I, I think like my favorite part is that when you're like when you decide to scare your friends, and then there's that moment where you're like, "This is a good idea. This is a good idea," and then you're like, "Oh crap! I think this might have been a bad idea." Like yeah. that moment, you're like, "Oh yes. no! What am I doing?" <laughs> yes, I remember like a lot of parties where yeah, like you suggest something that you're just being silly about. Yeah, like oh, I saw something. And you saw it too, and you're like, I think it was like one of our, you know, one of our stray cats, you know. Yeah. And it's like, but you're gonna suggest something else, like yeah. maybe it was like, you know, this big wolf or whatever, you know, like a mountain lion, like it's a mountain lion. Yeah. And then it's like after you suggest it, it was funny and it scared them, but then you start thinking about like, like what if it was? Yeah. What if it was though? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like like now you're really a little good look like, at it. Yeah. Yeah. You're not a hundred percent anymore, you know, with your plan. You're kind of I a little you know, love that. That is so good. Um Oh man, that is so funny. Um, so I know you're based in Texas. You grew up in Texas as well. Yes, yeah, I grew similar up in a... similar area to where you are now. Yeah, I actually live two towns over. Oh, cool. Um, from where I grew up, yeah. So I grew nice. up in a very small town, like a one A classification. I graduated with twenty kids. So, oh yeah. wow. Yeah. So wow. My brother graduated with fourteen. Oh my. Uh, he's God. eight years older than me. And he played uh, pro baseball and played double A. And, and, oh, nice. and um, his teammates would always be like, you know, I don't know how the topic came up. But one time they asked like, you know, like, oh, man, like one of them was talking about how smart one of the player was. And like he was like a, you know, valedictorian or something mm -hmm. like one of the. And they asked my brother and my brother's like, yeah, you know, I finished ninth, you know, in my class. And they're like, damn, Rody, you must be smarter than we thought. And he's like, I never told him there were 14 kids. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I just told him I finished ninth in my That's class. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. That's so good. I love that. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. 
Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I, so I grew up in Pasadena, Texas, um, like right okay. outside of Houston. Yeah. And I always tell people, because I live in LA now, which is like obviously huge and way overpopulated but a little similar to houston in some areas it's yeah. fair yeah it's very fair <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> well, you know sometimes uh but i always tell people like i literally i will say just to not have to have the conversation i'll be like oh yeah i just grew up in a small town in texas yes and then people are like oh cool because they just hear small town texas and they're like yeah they check out i mean pasadena has like four hundred thousand people like yes my graduating class was like almost 500 people um i can't imagine graduating with 14 or even 20 that's so yeah. crazy yeah it's like that's actual you know, small town texas <laughs> yeah yes like when my like when you you know your my wife and she grew up where we live now so she, we we've known each other okay. um but castroville where she grew up is like you know still small town but like three four thousand people when she grew up now it's probably like nine fifteen mm -hmm. twenty i don't know what number is but i mean it's a 4a school now mm -hmm. and getting bigger so big school and um it's funny like when we first started you know dating like going to my hometown and like driving it's like you can pretty much like that's where he lives and like <laughs> if you just point at a house i could tell you their yeah. last name I love that. Yeah, that's their house, you know. Yeah, yeah that's so cool. Um, uh, okay, so uh, Black Rose Writing is getting back to doing in-person events, or is it a little bit like, are you still kind of holding off on that, or, or where is it at with that kind of stuff for right now? Yeah, we did um, We did the kind of a special edition Texas Frightmare um, in September of 2021, and we're going to do that again. That's that's coming up next in um, end of April, May. Cool. We're going to do that in person again. Cool. Um, but in terms of big festivals and stuff, we still haven't really mm -hmm. committed to any yet this year. Um, you know, are we, those from from your like from your vantage point? Are those starting to go back to being in person, or is that I'm a lot of email kind of like... that they're they're doing a lot of. Um, I guess a uh, dual where it's like, like some of it's in stuff. person, some of it's yeah. virtual. Um, but yeah, they did, they did some real like secluded events at the Texas book festival, mm -hmm. like private signings with authors, but they didn't have the big boost because we were signed up for the, that one in Austin. Mm. Um, and then we've done the LA, I haven't done it, but our authors have had booths at the LA books festival oh, a few cool. times, but we've always, it's funny. Like we've always, um, LA's always been like the one of the lowest in terms of actual book sales and there could oh, be I combinations in there <laughs> there's just so it's so big and there's so many booths that it's like yeah. it's really hard to get someone to buy your books when there's a thousand other booths that have yeah authors signing and stuff yeah so it's hard to stand that on that end and then they said that a lot of times we've gotten put off like they have this big main area and they have a lot of booths going down like side streets yeah. and stuff and so like like it looks like a big wheel and and it's like they just said it's hard because the traffic a lot of people just don't even make it there you know yeah. they end up going elsewhere yeah 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 and so uh but it could also be you know the authors that we had do the event i mean there's mm -hmm. a lot of factors obviously if an totally. author's not very good at um marketing their own book and like yeah you know, they're not they're more in, introverted versus uh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah talking and approaching people then then you're not going to sell books and 100 so, yeah 100 so there's a lot of factors in there but i know and, and you also like take the positive like if you sell two books like yeah maybe you sat somewhere and sold two books exactly but 
maybe you sold two books to two people you have no clue who they are you've never mm -hmm. met them before that's two more books that are being read that you wrote and so like yeah, yeah. overall you wish you could have sold out you wish you could have sold yeah you know, 10 20 copies yeah <laughs> but you're still reaching and like you said if you you know have a good time visiting with the, the place and you know trying to get traffic in bookstores for for you know, any bookstores, I always felt that was really fun um, because maybe you can get a few family friends, people mm -hmm. come in, maybe they'll buy other books, you know, not even yours and shop, you know, that helps the bookstores. So. Yeah, I love that. I love that so much. Cool. So tech, the the Texas Frightmare is going to be April, May-ish, you said? Yeah, the last weekend of April. So cool. April, I think it's like 29th through May 1st in Dallas cool. and we'll we'll be there. And that, that event we do really well at. And I think I try to tell our authors, if you can find an event where you think you can reach readers, that's not necessarily a literary event. Oh, interesting. Um, those have done really well. And, and so kind of like if you're doing a book signing um, at a, like an antique store mm -hmm. or like a um, like a lot of like we have like an old fashioned Christmas like event here in our town where oh, cool. you know vendors come and they they sell whatever they want to sell. And we've you know, we haven't had a booth there in a while for books, but we always did pretty well because there was maybe one other person might have like some Texas history books or something. Yeah. But, you know, most of the booths aren't book related uh-huh so so you're you're not competing mm -hmm. with other you know with your industry you're just trying to find readers um, yeah that's and so if smart. someone's there like oh i really want a new book well they don't have a lot of choices you know yeah, they gotta look at the option mood. yeah that's it and if they can't find <laughs> something they can't find it but i mean it, it really whereas you know we've done like the miami book festival international and mm -hmm. There's just so many, you know, so much competition. It's like really hard to, you know, and you ask yourself, like, if you're walking through that event, what's going to make me stop at any of these booths and, yeah. and buy a book from an unknown author? Um, yeah, absolutely. You know, and, That's and so smart. That's so smart. So Frightmare is good because it's it's just a horror and we bring mm -hmm. our horror authors and there's usually about three to four vendors that have um, horror authors or novels and stuff we've noticed, but the rest is like memorabilia and, and so, you know, horror celebrities signing yeah that's cool things like that's that really so, really cool cool so that's happening and then is there anything else this year that you're looking forward to with black rose writing yeah um mostly again i mean kind of last year we were looking forward to it didn't really happen you know kind of run into a wall on the in-person book events you mm -hmm. know actually doing festivals and events for authors you know our our, our book stats um are and so i think you know looking forward to 2022 just hoping we can kind of mm -hmm. reach that stage where we can, uh, you know, do more book events again, you know, in person and, and, uh, and have our authors be able to yeah. attend some festivals again. It gives us a chance to hang out with our authors too. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Hey, thank you so much, Reagan. This was really great. And that story was awesome. I'm like, oh, good. I was like yeah. so stoked on it. That's like the perfect kind of story. <laughs> good. I'm glad I told, I went between that and then I told my wife and I were talking and we were talking about, um, I was actually talking to my daughter who's eight about, um, like I've, I have tried to build my life, not intentionally, but of late on pulling positives from any negative. Like that's something I've, I mean, if I look back at my life, I mean, and everybody should be able to, you know, you look back, you know, what were some of your biggest failures and like, you know, at the time, obviously they suck, but like, where did they lead, you know? Yeah. And so uh, not to get into a full another story, but like mine was I played college golf and 
I transferred to play golf and the coach I transferred to play for left the school. Oh, wow. And the scholarship that he had offered me was verbal. And so like it kind of got washed. Oh, my God. And so I had to qualify for the team. I missed the qualifying by like one stroke. And then I got offered an alternate slot and then I got hurt. And I hurt my my elbow um, and couldn't swing. Oh, man. And so at the time, you know, like, well, that. I'm not going to play golf anymore. Like, ah, I've tried, like, I'm just go to school, whatever. And I ended up because I wasn't playing on the golf team that semester, I ended up working for just sounded interesting. I did like, uh, the school newspaper. I, I did like, um, sports reporting, like interviewing, mm-hmm. you know, and did, doing the stories for baseball and the school. And then they had a magazine called the galaxy magazine. And I wrote a creative, it's really terrible. Like I read it again. Um, <laughs> It was like a seven part, like every week they would put it in the magazine and it was, you know, kind of like would end on a cliffhanger. And it was a seven part, like little suspense mystery story. I love it. At the time, like I loved writing it, you know, and it's like you look back now and you're like, this is the worst story ever written. Like it's so cheesy and so bad. And uh, but I wrote that and I worked for the paper. And, you know, in hindsight, I would have never done that if I was playing golf full time yeah. going to school. And that was where the editing and the writing really started. Like I, I'd written creatively, but never like mm-hmm. for an actual, you know, purpose. And so then I ended up transferring schools to where my buddy played baseball. I ended up transferring and playing golf on full scholarship. And then at the same time, I worked for the school newspaper as well, doing editing. And then I, from there, I started doing more editing, like work for the Houston Chronicle. Oh, cool. Just doing like some runner editing and, and San Marcos Daily Record and mm-hmm. did some like freelance stuff. And so that's, you know, that's, and, and that's what I was telling my wife. I was telling her that story, telling my daughter, because she was disappointed with something and being like, hey, like, like, yeah, it's no good now. But I think, you know, this is something that you'll be better because of it. Yeah. Um, and like turning a negative into a positive. And my wife's like, that's the story you need to tell Trey on the podcast. I'm like, I've told that story so many times. And like no one wants to hear it anymore and so i've been debating which one i love it it, it kind of like yesterday and this morning is like i'm telling the lala choose the story <laughs> i'm going to choose it i'm like this is a different like so like good. when i do another book podcast obviously i or someone wants to and i just yeah i went on kimberly tilly has this has like the perfect podcast because she has like an arc um podcast like where okay. did you like everyone has an arc in life like where was cool. your kind of arc and so that was my arc was like this that. is kind of yeah. what like yeah it didn't happen at the time but it led to it just yeah you know after seven eight years it was kind of the fallback of like like you know what do i really want to do and like i really loved writing for the galaxy magazine and like working mm-hmm. in that in field and like and i had some books published and it's like i really love those experiences like i want to create something for authors that i you know as as best as it can be um to to so they can have a better experience than i did or just more advantages yeah i love that yeah. i love that so much and i think that's like that's yeah it's just like such a perfect lesson to keep with you is like hey i yeah I mean, you said it best you're like hey, i know this sucks right now and it's okay because yeah. it does suck right now but like uh, just try to take a step back take a breath and and try to understand like I, hey this could have so so much of a bigger purpose down the road yeah i, I do it all the time now like I, mm-hmm. it, I i think about it immediately like you i got the uh can't pull it up high enough but i actually have a boot on um <laughs> A medical oh, no. boot. I I um about two and a half weeks ago uh, tore my gastro gastrocnemius my calf oh. muscle. Tore it on one side, partial tear on the other. The Achilles oh is still gosh. attached. But playing tennis, I did it on a big serve, and uh, 
And uh, are you a tennis? You know, like, are you familiar I, with tennis? Like I'm familiar. Yeah, familiar. I was playing my uh, staff member, Justin Weeks, in our sales okay, team. Yeah. We have these epic matches, <laughs> and they're always epic. Like, we're just so equal right now in our tennis stages. Uh -huh. <laughs> and I was like, man, could it have been worse? It was 6-6 six, six in the first set, and it was 7-6 in the tie break. Oh, no. And I was serving, you know, obviously, next point, I would have won the first set. Yeah. And my calf just, it felt like someone shot me, like exploded oh, on the serve. God. Down I went, and um you know, and so now I'm in a boot and I have, it's going to be about four to four, four months or so before I can play tennis again. Oh my but gosh. I told like my wife is, my wife is always more like frustrated than I am. I'm like, yeah. I'm the one who's injured here. Like I understand, <laughs> like I still, I'm still getting stuff done. I, I make do. And it's like, hey, it gives me a chance to, to rest a little more. And like, there you to, go. like I've been, um, like on the weekends, like me and my son, my son's five, like he played mm -hmm. Star Wars on the Xbox. And like, you know, I just, I don't have anything else to do. You know, yeah. it forces you to sit like and enjoy. And it's like a teller, like it's a positive. Mm -hmm. Spend more time with like, he's, he's loving, he's not upset that he's in a boot yeah. and like playing video games with him. Yeah. You know I mean? Like he's pumped. Like I, and, love and I that. said, I said, yeah, these are moments that you're not going to get back, you know, when your kids 100%. get older and it's yeah. like, like, yeah, I can always play. I can play tennis in four months. Like I can do other things. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I've been doing upper body. There you go. So, there you go. There you go. I was neglecting yeah. my arms lately anyway. So this is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, so in Frightmare, like the biggest name for me, there's some good names, but I, mm -hmm. Carl Weathers is going to be at Frightmare. Oh, cool. And I told my staff members, I was like, I if Carl Weathers will do it, and I haven't gotten any pictures or anything with any of this. There's been some celebs there, for sure, but I for just sure. haven't really messed with them. I, I visited with a lot of them like when we're setting up, mm -hmm. but I'm not a big like I need to get an autograph or totally. a picture or whatever. Yeah, totally. But I was like, I'm going to give Carl Weathers the handshake from uh, Predator. Yeah, yeah, I was like, yeah, I'm yeah. going to give him the handshake, Dutch. Uh, you know the handshake there and see if he'll take a picture <laughs> and so i've been doing some more curls and like pull up chin-ups i was like i gotta get the bicep to at least have a little bit there <laughs> like i don't want to embarrass arnold like i don't want arnold schwarzenegger <laughs> to be like damn like i don't want him to be upset with the iconic you know carl oh, weathers arnold schwarzenegger but i was like i gotta have something there that like just a little bicep so showing so i can flex it when i handshake you i don't <laughs> And so they're like, you want, like, I'm doing it. If Carl Weathers will do it, I'm going to give him the handshake and get a, get a selfie of the I handshake or whatever. I love it. I think that's yeah. perfect. So, so I got a few more months and now that I hurt my leg. I can really now focus, you can focus on. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Let's get yeah. the biceps. You just popping. work out the one arm for the next Yeah. One arm. Months. Don't even worry yeah. about the left arm. Yeah. We just get the one. That's so good. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is so funny. I love that. Um, Reagan, thank you so much, man. It's been great to chat yeah. and great to connect. Um, and yeah, I'll just look forward to to connecting more soon. <laughs> yeah, shoot me an email when everything's ready to share. Um, and, and obviously, if you need anything. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate it. I, um, yeah, man, have a great rest of your week. I'll talk to you soon. You too. Thanks, brother. Right. See ya. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Tell Me Yours. Thank you, Reagan, for sharing that story. Uh, I kids are crazy and I love it. If you want to follow Reagan and Black Rose Writing, uh, head over to Instagram. They are just at Black Rose Writing. On Twitter they are BRW Publisher. Or you can head over to their website BlackRoseWriting.com If you are in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, 
Black Rose Writing will have a booth at this year's Texas Frightmare Weekend. It is the largest horror convention in the state of Texas. That will be from April 29th through May 1st, 2022. Please be sure if you go to check out Black Rose Writing's booth. I'm sure they'll have lots of books, maybe some cool swag. It'll be a great time. Say hi to Reagan. If you want some extra time with Reagan, head over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash tellmeyours. And if you want to follow us, Twitter and Instagram, at tellmeyourspod. This would also be a great time to remind everyone that if you head over to blackrosewriting.com and you find my book beneath the surface, plug in the promo code tellmeyours at checkout to save 20% on your order. Reagan was awesome enough to offer this discount to Tell Me Yours podcast listeners, so be sure to go take advantage of it. And until next week, be kind to each other, and we'll talk soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Kyla Tsenas. Kyla Tsenas. I'm Kyla Tsenas, and I have been training a global community of women since 2009. I've created a brand new podcast, Sweat Daily, to help you level up your life and reach your health and well-being goals. From fitness tips to food that fuels you, meditation to motivation, we've got you covered. Sweat Daily, the happiest, healthiest, and most confident version of you awaits. Available on Apple Podcasts and wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.